This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So the new mayor wants to clean up the city. Good for her. The commissioner says he's going to do it, and the mayor says she has his back 1,000%. But can it be done, considering Larry Krasner is a district attorney and will fight them at every turn? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, as we kick off a Thursday edition of the show. Great to have you with us today, and always a pleasure to welcome to the show my friend Jennifer Stefano. Jennifer Stefano, of course, is well-known throughout the region from being on Fox News with me. But she's also the executive vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation and a columnist at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Hello, Jennifer. Happy New Year. Hello, Mr. Zioli. Happy New Year. How's your mom? You? Mom's doing great. She's Excellent. doing great. She missed, I was on Fox the other day, and she said, but where was Rich Zioli? I said, I'm sorry to... Have disappointed you, Mom. Now, see, I was uh, on I Fox on New Year's Day, and and you were not there. So you were. What is I know. this? Why are they splitting us up? Why are they breaking up the band? What's going on here? They they shouldn't. But I think it's so interesting that my mother's more more upset that I'm on without you. She's fine that you go on alone. It's that when I go on and you're not there, she's. So I think we know who the favorite child is. Right? It's you. <laughs> Very good. I love it. Uh, well, there you, you wrote a piece. Uh, it's an excellent piece. Three things that Mayor Sherelle Parker must do immediately. And let's start with that, right? I mean, I, I, I really liked her inauguration speech. I thought she said the right things. I, I love the executive order she signed, declaring a public safety emergency and saying we've got to crack down and open air drug markets in Kensington. Got to deal with the ATVs. Got to deal with retail theft. Got to deal with all these things. What does she need to do, though, to make it actually happen? Right. Well, there, there's one underlying problem here. Well, there's two. But the DA, Larry Krasner, doesn't want to prosecute crime. So she can say we have to do something about this, and she can certainly empower the police to do something about it. But what is going to happen, what it has happened, is these criminals or alleged are going to be put into the system and crime is going to say, I'm not going to prosecute it, or I'm going to give them a slap on the wrist. And then it creates this perpetual cycle of degradation of our city. Now, what does that lead to? Of the many ills it leads to, we don't have a police force in the city of Philadelphia. This time last year, uh, the head of the FOP said they were down a thousand to 1200 police officers, Rich. And he said about 15 to 20 were going out every day due to retirement or injury. So what does that tell you? 
We have an enormous gap. You could be down by about 2,000 officers citywide, right, according to what the FOP policeman said, and if you do some of the math. So she has to start publicly using that bully pulpit to make Larry Krasner what he is, which is public enemy number one. He's the problem. He's why we one of the many reasons we can't get good cops or cops to come into the city, people who want to become police officers. He also won't prosecute the crime. So what, number one, step one, she has got to go after him. She's got to make this public. She's got to start highlighting this problem. Yeah, no, she absolutely does. And that and, and I'm glad to see that the governor of Pennsylvania and the Democrat legislature passed a law that really did strip some of Larry Krasner's powers by saying that that if it, a crime happens near SEPTA, he, there'll be a special prosecutor. He was furious about that, but it says a lot that it was a Democrat governor that signed it into law. So maybe if, if Sherelle Parker, as the mayor, does challenge Larry Krasner, she'll at least maybe have a friend in Governor Josh Shapiro, and they can actually maybe do something about it. They have to become more vocal. They have to be more vigorous. They cannot allow this to stand because what it, it's demoralizing. If you look at, at black and Hispanic voters and the low, low turnout amongst black and Hispanic voters in the last election, I think you have an enormous problem. Um, they're just not showing up. In, 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 and I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons. A lot of people have a lot of different theories. But certainly the idea that nothing's ever going to change, that guys like Krasner, Soros, George Soros funded guys like Krasner are going to be in there forever. And I think what, what they need to do is make a public spectacle of, of his refusal to prosecute crime. And I think this stuff about SEPTA, it's, it's, it's just a Band-Aid. It, it's not the solution. And, and he's freely elected, but they have to directly address this on a more consistent basis, also to show the police that they see the problem, that they see how demoralizing it is to put your life on the line to catch a criminal only to put him into the system, and he's back out on the street. Well, now the cop's life's at risk. So the question that a, a police officer would have to ask is, why am I going to risk my life knowing Krasner's not going to do anything about it? I think that's a huge part of the problem um, with the police um, and not being able to recruit new people. Yeah, well, no, no doubt about it. I mean, a lot of people, you, you have to wonder why they'd want to be a cop in the city knowing that the city is, is targeting them. I mean, hopefully that'll change now that there's a new commissioner and a new mayor who says that she wants to support the police. So hopefully that will change. Because Philadelphia cops are great, and they deserve the support of the mayor, and they deserve to have a police commissioner who's actually going to look out for them. And that's clearly not what Daniel Outlaw was. So, you know, good riddance to that. All right, now you also talk about Jennifer Stefano. We, We have to stop businesses from fleeing the city. How do we do that, especially considering that, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are still vacant post-COVID and employees don't want to come in because of crime. How do we keep businesses here in the city of Philadelphia? So I think what what Sherelle Parker has to recognize is that the city of Philadelphia is just hostile to small businesses. You know, they'll cater and and bend over backwards for corporation. You know, our state gives out corporate welfare. It's, it's, It's ridiculous. But, you know, you can't just rely on the Comcast of the world to take care of things. There's people who want to run a corner bodega. There's, there's, there's the little guy that may one day be, you know, Jeff Bezos or create Amazon or be the next Bill Gates. But, you know, right now he or she's starting a bodega and they're just making it impossible. So we address the one issue crime, 
But the other thing is, why do people want to start a business and work in the city, particularly start a business and, and not be able to recruit employees because of the city wage tax? It's a huge problem, and it just screams anti-business. And so people go outside of, of Philadelphia. And I think this is another two-prong approach because Governor Shapiro promised to speed up um, the, the reduction of the corporate tax rate. Right now, we're one of the highest corporate tax rates in the world. The, the Republican legislature voted to um, roll that back. However, however, it's going to be over a 10-year period. That has got to speed up if we're going to remain competitive as a state. And if we're ever going to save our cities, Philadelphia has got to get on par with more competitive cities like in Florida, like the Miamis of the world. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a real problem. And then, as you pointed out the other day on Twitter, Jennifer Stefano, you have people not just leaving Philadelphia, but leaving Pennsylvania. I mean, U-Haul was out with their list and, and, and we ranked very high for people leaving the state, but particularly the city. And, and then there's the other problem, too, which is the tourism factor. I was with some friends on New Year's Day. We were, we were hanging out. We were talking about, hey, you know, let's do a big group get-together kind of a thing. And nobody wanted to come into the city. They, they just didn't want to do it. They were like, well, let's just, you know, stay in the burbs. That's a problem. You know, if people don't want to come in and spend their money here, they don't want to catch a show or go out to dinner, go out for drinks or something, that's, that's just going to keep adding to, to the problem, the economic problem of Philadelphia. And yeah, you know, to your point about the little guy with the bodega, I still remember all those guys with the food trucks and the little pop-up, you know, halal food that we used to have outside of 400 Market Street when we were down there with the old studio. A lot of those guys got shuttered by COVID. I mean, their businesses were destroyed and they still haven't come back fully. So it's it's a big problem. And there are regulations that could be rolled back tomorrow. I mean, you could roll back food truck regulations tomorrow. That would do a lot to even just spur that business, if nothing else. That's right. It's really hostile. And and, and the city council has run, a, run amok. We know this. The Helen Yim city council, the left-wing progressives, it's, it's just, they're ruinous. And then they wonder, you know, they have all these great ideas for social programs. Well, who would stick around to pay for that? Why would people stay to pay for that? And there, there becomes the problem. When you lose your middle class, when you lose your upper middle class, and you start to have a problem. And that goes to my third point, Rich, education. The mayor has an enormous amount of sway over education, not just in Philadelphia, but she can influence what's happening at the state level. I was pleased in her speech, her inaugural speech, where she did not demonize the private sector. She, she spoke to charter schools. She spoke to the parochial schools and other private schools serving the city, some of the city's most vulnerable children. And she said, you know, we can't other them. Um, we're all together on this. We have to take responsibility and do what we must on public education. But we have to make sure the other sectors are vibrant, too. That's why I think this mayor should appoint um, a school board that is not anti-charter, I think you should appoint a school board that is, by law, legally, at the, by the state, it is empowered to give scholarships to children want, that want to go elsewhere. She should put a board on that will give children that want to go out there scholarships from the district. And she should be a leading advocate for Lifeline scholarships because, Rich, of the 250,000 kids in the state of Pennsylvania, it would help. Guess where the majority of them reside? Guess where? Philadelphia. In, there it is. Look at in me. I, what I win? 
You're the genius. And guess what, Rich? <laughs> the majority of those kids are, are low-income children. They're children of color. They deserve opportunity, too. Jennifer Stefano is my guest, executive vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation and columnist at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, three things Mayor Sherelle Parker must do immediately. Let's come back to crime for a moment, right? Because as you think about the open-air drug markets in Kensington, and these videos have gone internationally viral where you you just people have just shown the videos of these open air drug markets and and people walking around like zombies and it looks like something out of a movie but where kensington is you know bordering kensington are a couple of neighborhoods that have been completely regentrified fishtown and northern liberties kensington has not because mayor jim kenny refused to do anything about the open air drug markets because he was a guy that wanted safe injection sites. So, I mean, let's face it, he was he was okay with, with what was going on there. And so that area of Philadelphia has never been able to turn itself around. And the bordering areas of it, of Kensington, they've got new housing going in. There's restaurants going in. There's bars going in. Uh, it's been a transformation. It's possible it could happen, but the first thing you have to do is tackle a drug problem. Has to be number one. And it's not super easy to do considering that we have this opioid crisis and a wide open southern border where you've got this invasion going on. And China brings opioid, you know, brings the fentanyl to Mexico. The drug cartels put it together and then smuggle it up here to places like Philadelphia. And so this problem is going to take a, a lot of work to tackle, but it has to be done. Yeah. Oh, Rich, you are. Completely correct. You know, I've I've gone down and and visited the open air drug market. Um, you know, I'm a columnist. That means I get to give my opinion. But I'm also that requires me to be a reporter too. So I've been visiting Kensington, and it's you know you're taking your life into your hands when you do it. But it, 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 I can tell you one thing that we have to start to have a constructive dialogue about, and this is not partisan, but. When you and you can, people can watch the videos, and I certainly have watched hours of them. But even when you're down there, there people are not in control of themselves, their faculties, or and they clearly cannot make decisions on their own behalf. They are jeopardizing their own lives, and I think there has to start to be discussions about these individuals coming under guardianship. And and I am a believer in individual rights and liberty, but there are clearly sensible moments that we have to be sensible and recognize these people are not capable of making decisions and they have to be put under a guardianship. They're, they're, they're likely we have to think institutional and other resources, but the idea you're just going to let them sit there and continue to destroy themselves is unconscionable. And, and honestly, they, the drug deal life has to be made hard. For the drug dealers, they have to be constantly on the lookout. They have to constantly be concerned. And those things do matter. If you look at both anecdotal evidence and some of the data, enforcement and going after these dealers matters. But again, that only works. It's not just the police. It's that there has to be in the criminal justice system consequences. And there's just not right now because of Krasner. And, and again, from prevention, it goes back to education. When you are in a failing school like Bartram High that has zero reading and math proficiency every year, you're in and you're out, what are the opportunities? What are you going to turn to? I mean, I think this is all, it's one issue, Rich, when you think about it. It all comes back to one thing. So it's, it, it, it's the true tragedy of a prosperous nation 
that we just allow this to continue. It's it's shameful. It's it's the end game of progressive ideology. Oh no, no doubt about it. And uh, Larry Krasner, as you point out, and you've pointed out many times is a George Soros-funded prosecutor, and it needs to be said that George Soros is backing these people because he's a Marxist, and Larry Krasner is a Marxist, and these are people that believe criminals are the victims, they are the victims of society's largesse and capitalism, and we can't be prosecuting criminals since it's not their fault. And that mindset and mentality has led to the destruction of beautiful cities across this country, particularly the city of Philadelphia. Jennifer Stefano, always a pleasure, my friend. Keep up the great work, and we will have you on again very, very soon. And hopefully we'll be back on Fox News again together because they got to they got to keep the band together. You know what I'm saying? I know. But Rich Dioli, you're still my mother's favorite child. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. As long as you're on Fox News, she's happy. So be blessed. You do magnificent on radio, on TV. You're the best. Thank uh, you you're me. making me blush, Jennifer. Thank you, my friend. We will talk again soon. Happy New Year. Okay. All right. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Always great to have you with us today. We'll talk about the economy a little bit later in the show with our buddy Dr. EJ Antoni. Some breaking news for you, though, that the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is now suing... 17 charter bus companies for $700 million for transporting migrants to New York City. These people are amazing. Are they not? They're amazing. They, all these Democrats who were open borders, sanctuary city people, now that people are actually coming to their places where they live, they, they want them gone. And now they are taking whatever legal action they can do to try to stop this. This is a story from CBSnews.com. In a stunning and unexpected move to stop Texas Governor Greg Abbott, the devil himself, from shipping busloads of migrants to New York City, Mayor Eric Adams filed suit against 17 charter bus companies used by the Lone Star State. He wants the bus companies to reimburse the city for the hundreds of millions of dollars it has cost to shelter them. You know, I'm wondering when the federal government's going to start stopping these buses on 95 or whatever they are, whatever highway they're using, and uh, start just impounding them 
I, I'm, I'm wondering when that's going to happen. It'll happen soon. There's no, no question in my mind about that. The minute that they leave Texas and cross state lines, that's when the feds will swoop in and demand everybody get off and they'll impound the buses. And it'll happen. It's only a matter of time. Oh, please. This government, they love to impound things. They love to, to take people's property and they love to interfere with, with uh, the actions of a state like Texas. So they'll do that at some point very soon. Maybe today. Who knows? And the lawsuit now by New York City targets 17 companies and seeks at least $708 million the city has spent on providing shelter and services to the asylum seekers. The city alleges that Abbott's policy of transporting more than 33,000 migrants to New York City since the spring of 2022 without having the companies that transport those asylum seekers pay for their continued care is a violation of New York's social services law. What? I, th- now, just think about that for a moment. How many people take buses into the city of New York on a daily basis? How, I, I mean, what? Th- I mean, thousands of people do every day. I don't know how many people are still going to the office in New York City, but thousands of people do. How many people take the train or the bus to New York City, either for a meeting or to see a show or wh- whatever? I mean, I'm, I, how, how many people do that every day? Are, is the bus company that transports them obligated to pay for their food and their housing while they're in New York City? They go for a weekend. Out of curiosity, if they go for a weekend to catch a play and something like that. Or they got a business conference at the Javits Center. Does this, the bus company have to foot that bill too? I mean, talk about a stretch here. The Adams administration says the law requires, quote, any person who knowingly brings or causes to be brought a needy person from out of state into this state for the purpose of making him a public charge shall be obligated to convey such person out of state or support him at his own expense. <laughs> that, is a, that is quite the law right there. I'd like to see that, that, that law challenge on constitutional grounds. New York City has and always will do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis, but we cannot bear the cost of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Today's lawsuit should serve as a warning for all those who break the law in this way. Governor Abbott continues to use human beings as political pawns, and it's about time the companies facilitating his actions take responsibility for their role in the ongoing crisis, said the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul. They are getting paid to break the law by transporting people in need of public assistance into our state. They should be on the hook for the cost of sheltering those individuals not just passing that expense along to hardworking New Yorkers. New York social services law prohibits exactly what these bus companies are doing. Hey, I got a question for all these geniuses, these legal geniuses in in New York. What about the law that the United States government is not enforcing, which is supposed to secure the border? What about the fact that the United States of America went in and stole Texas state property, razor wire, and took it down, well, at least tried to, because the state of Texas was trying to do something to keep people from coming into their state. I mean, how come New York's allowed to keep people out, but Texas can't? This is a question that I have. I mean, really, from a legal perspective, how come New York State can keep people from coming into its state, but Texas can't keep people from coming into the state of Texas? I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that. New York can pass a law that says if you come here, whoever brings you here is on the hook for your bill. Why can't Texas pass a similar law that says anyone who comes here to, from the state of Texas 
uh, has to leave. You can't stay. I mean, that's what New York New York's basically saying the same thing, right? If you can't if you can't afford to be here, you can't stay. So you have to leave. And it literally says it specifically says in the law, and this is the key point here. Ready? Shall be obligated to convey such person out of state or support him at his own expense. So New York's argument is if you bring them to our state, you got to foot the bill or you got to get there behind out of New York. All right. Why can't Texas do the same thing? Why can't Texas turn around and say the exact same thing? We are we are now obligated to convey such person out of state because we have to we can't foot the bill. We can't foot the bill and support him at our own expense. So now we are obligated under Texas law to convey such person out of state. Kick it, get him out of Texas. How come New York can do it, but Texas can't? So Texas has to absorb anybody that comes to Texas. But if Texas sends those same people to New York, the bus company has to pay because New York doesn't want to foot the bill. Texas has to foot the bill. Interesting. That's a very interesting legal analysis right there by the city of New York. How dare you send these people to us? You're, you are breaking the law sending these illegal immigrants to New York because they don't have the economic means to make it here. And you know, they say, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Well, they can't make it there because they don't have the money. So the bus companies now are going to have to foot the bill. Oh, this is amazing. New York social service law prohibits exactly what these bus companies are doing. They're participating in a bad faith plan orchestrated by the state of Texas to shift the costs of care for needy individuals to New Yorkers and overwhelm our social services system. The law is clear. By participating in this reckless scheme, these bus companies take on responsibility for those costs. The bus companies are just transporting people. Isn't that what bus companies do? Isn't that what any transportation company does? It just transports people? (laughs) By that logic, what about an airline company? I mean, honestly, what if somebody gets on a flight and buys a $250 ticket on Delta and then flies to New York State, gets to the airport and says, I have no money. I can't make it here. So now you have to take care of me. Is Delta on the hook for that? Does the state of New York walk that person back to the terminal and say, get back on the next flight and Delta, you're paying for it? Does the state of New York then turn around and give Delta a bill? I mean, I'm I'm sure. How does that work exactly? There are runaways that come into New York State all the time. My dad used to tell me these stories about them. They come to the Port Authority bus terminal from all over the country. So what happens to the bus companies that brought the runaways? And how are the bus companies supposed to know who the runaways are? And how are we supposed to have like an economic means test now before you can board a bus or a plane or a train? An economic means test. I mean, these tickets are not that expensive. You can get a bus ticket to New York from pretty much anywhere in the country for, I, mean, I don't know exactly how much, but I mean, you could could probably get to New York for most places for under $100, I would imagine, if you're not flying. Maybe if you're flying, a couple hundred bucks get you to New York for most places. So you don't need more than that. But if you have nothing more than that, how, how, what happens? And should there be an economic means test whereby when you get to the airport or you get to the bus station or you get to the train station, somebody should come out and say, I need to see your bank statement to make sure you're not going to be a burden on the city or the state, if you come there, what? I mean, what? Why is it just illegal immigrants who have to have this economic means test? Why can't Americans too? Really? What? I mean, what happens if an American citizen 
decides, you know what? I'm tired of being homeless in Philly. I want to be homeless in New York because at least I may get to see celebrities. Maybe I can catch a Broadway show. Maybe I can get mugged in Times Square. It's always been a dream of mine to poop in the great white way. You know what I mean? Like if I'm homeless, I'm thinking I want to poop on the great white way, as they call it. Or I want to, I want to live in Hell's Kitchen because it sounds cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hitch a ride. I'm going to get to New York. Somebody gives, now somebody gives that guy a ride. It drops a homeless person off in New York City. Is that driver now obligated to foot the bill? The guy who gave that guy a ride into New York? Or if the guy was able to buy a cheap bus ticket. There's a bus company. I think it, it's a dollar to get to New York City from that bus. Right there by 30th Street Station. You, you guys have seen these big buses that come by all the time. And they have these giant, they, they pick up people in Chinatown in Philadelphia and 30th Street Station. I took the bus once with Evil Jared, Jared Harder, former program director. He and I one time went to New York together for a talk radio convention, or I forget what it was, went to Fox News or something. And since our company is too cheap to actually pay for us to go, we, de- we decided to just jump on the bus. And I think, I honestly think it was a dollar. Maybe it was, it was 12 bucks or something. It was a ludicrously low amount of money. And people had like chickens on board the bus. I kid you not. I mean, it was, it was like being at a bus stop in Calcutta, India, being on this thing. But got, I got there, so, and there was no economic means test. So now all these people get off in Chinatown in New York City, and they don't have any money. Is, it, is the mega bus that picks people up in Philly, are they on the hook for this? Do they have to pay for everybody now or take them home, get them out of here? And what happens if it's a foreigner that comes into the country out of curiosity? By, by his own means, some person who doesn't have a lot of money from Italy. You know, it buys a ticket to New, to, to New York State, to New York City, lands at JFK Airport from Fumancino Airport, and gets there, gets through customs, gets through immigration, walks in the airport and goes, excuse I have no money. Huh? Who's going to take care of me now? Now, what happens? Does the, now, does the Air Italia have to now pay for that guy? Does the Vatican pay? Who pays? I mean, this is absurd. This is absurd. So now before you enter the state of New York, you have to have an economic means test. Really? Because how, are you el- how else are you supposed to know under this law, which I think is completely absurd, but think about, this, think about the law here. Let's just talk about the context of this. If any person knowingly brings or causes to be brought a needy person from out of state into this state for the purpose of making him a public charge. Well, I didn't know the person was going to be a public charge. I didn't know the person was uh, was a needy person. How am I supposed to know that? So now, as the carrier of a private transportation company, I am now what obligated to ask for bank statements. I got I got to run uh, run a FICO score on all my passengers. Is that what I got to do? So I'm Greyhound. I'm Greyhound bus now. I I before before we leave uh, the bus station in in Trenton, I got to ask everybody on there. I'm sorry for the interruption, but I don't want to be accused of bringing any needy people into the city of New York, so I need to run everybody's FICO score. I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to leave the bus. You are a credit risk. And while you're at it, I need to see copies of your bank statements. And credit card debt, too. Got to make sure you're not going to be a public charge. It's absurd. It's really, it's just, this is lunacy, what the city of New York is doing. And the bottom line is that the people they should be angry about are not the governor of Texas. They should be angry at the United States of America. That, as in the Biden administration, for allowing this this invasion of our southern border to occur.
But this is absurd. You're going to go after the bus companies for bringing people in? This isn't. This is nuts. Uh, let me go to Joe. Is in uh, Norristown. Joe, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, two things. Uh, one, you sound like you're a pimp or something because you don't want, you know, the law was instated to keep pimps and stuff from trafficking women and girls into the state. So it sounds like you're all for that. But two, why don't you just ask these countries that they're coming from? They can pay the bill. Hey, 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 let's back up there, Chief. I'm all for trafficking women into the state of New York. Well, that's what the law was instated for. Well, the war, the law research. says nothing wait, about trafficking. Listen to your dad. Okay. Listen to your dad. Okay. How about that? That's how about, what he how told about, you about. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to try to explain this to you in a way that you can be polite and not interrupt. The law doesn't say anything about human trafficking. The law specifically says that they're citing here making somebody a public charge, a needy person making him a public charge. This is nothing about trafficking or underage trafficking or human trafficking or sexual trafficking or pimps and hoes or anything else. Go ahead. Uh, you think not? How I just read the law to you. I just told you what the city this in the 70s. I just... That's sh- your interpretation of the law. Okay, where, okay I'm going to put you in hold again. Where in the law that I just shared with you does it say anything about sex trafficking? The, I'm going to quote you the law one more time. Any person who knowingly brings or causes to be brought a needy person from out of state into this state for the purpose of making him a public charge shall be obligated to convey such person out of state or support him at his own expense. Now, Joe, I'll ask you one more time. Where, in that, needy where person, in that state a needy person is now a prostitute? Would be would be a child, okay. right? A child. That okay, got a it. This is sex trafficking. Okay, so I support sex right? trafficking. Very good. Anything That's else? That's what the law was insated for. Okay, very good. Anything else? You don't think so, but look it up. Okay, I'll look Back it up. I, so I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to hang up on you and look it up. Anything else? Uh, how about you get these countries that are coming from to pay for the bill, like Trump said? <laughs> That's cute. Why doesn't your president do something about it when uh, close the why border? Why the Republicans sign the immigration bill? What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, General Fugazi. Bye-bye. <laughs> Boy, happy hour came early today for Joe, huh? I'll tell you what, where's he hanging out? I want to go there. Man. <laughs> What a delight. Dude really did like a playground, like mocking you thing. He did. Yeah, he that's, did a playground mocking. That's crazy. Can we can we grab some of that? Like, I'd like to get, I'd like to get, sure. grab some of that mocking. Yeah. Sometimes I want to mock myself, and I think I could use Joe. I'm having a bad day. That would be a good drop, actually. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ha, 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 General Fugazi. <laughs> it's Fugazi, by the way. Not Fugazi. You're gonna, if you're going to use my people's terms, at least get it right, Joe. Joe probably likes pineapple on his pizza. How much you want to bet? <laughs> Guarantee it. He probably sees it and goes, ah, I'm drinking pineapple. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. Uh, 855-839-1210. Um, oh, no, don't tell them that. My, I'm going to kill my wife. Eric's in Doylestown. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm doing better now, Eric, that you're on the phone and Joe's not. So what's up? I hate uh, a solution for how they can get around with New York uh, not taking these asylum seekers. Go ahead. Um, um, just uh, most of them are men coming into the country. Right. Just say that they're transitioning into a woman, uh, a woman and they need an abortion and New York. When the Supreme Court ruled that um, 
earlier about the abortion issue, New York said that they would make it easy for anybody to go to that state and get an abortion. So you're just dropping them off. That's all you're doing. I like it. I like it. They just say that they're pregnant women and they need abortions. And then how can New York challenge that? That's right. Then they have to come out. Then their logic falls apart. Yeah, just say I'm fleeing Texas because I want an abortion, and I'm actually yeah. a woman. I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a pregnant woman. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if uh, I ident- if I identify as a pregnant woman, how can they keep me out? I'm fleeing Texas because I fear for my life because I can't get mm-hmm. an abortion there. That's a good. Yeah. I like it, Eric. You may have yeah. just saved these people's lives. You are a compassionate man. You know that. I try to be. You are a great I- American. If I can quote the former host in this time slot. Please do. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Eric. You have a great day, my friend. Joe is in Columbus, New Jersey. Hello, Joe. Hey, good afternoon, Rich. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Okay. Instead of asking all these questions about Adams' hypocrisy, why don't we go on the offensive and say, you know what, Mayor Adams, you facilitated this migration. You promulgated it. You, you, you let it happen. You've welcomed them with open arms. Now you're stuck with them. Instead of saying why, how, try and get into his head, which he doesn't deserve, go after him. And this is what you facilitated. You brought these people in here. Come to my city. This is your fault, your problem. Shut up. Mm -hmm. We got to go on the offensive, Rich. Yeah, listen, I I 100% agree with you. And and I've been saying these these are, you cause this problem. You Democrats cause this problem. You people have done this. But this law that they're using in court is absurd, Joe. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it very much. You have a great day. This this law is absurd. Texas, I mean, to think that New York City has the right to stop private vehicles from entering its state, but Texas does not have the right to arrest people who enter the state illegally. Because you know what's going to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen right now. New York City, they've they've already signed a law to restrict buses from even coming into the city. Right? So you are now blocking interstate commerce. This this is gonna this is gonna this think of the think of the legality of this. The state of New York is is blocking these buses from coming into their state. That is interfering with interstate commerce. Whether you like the passengers on there or not is is not that's not the issue. You you don't have the right to stop a bus and go, who's on here? You know why? Because what happened if a state did that and said, Oh, you have black people on here? Well, you have to turn the bus around and leave. You're not allowed to come into our state. So you can't stop a, a bus from coming and crossing state lines into another state unless you have reason to believe that there's a there's a there's a criminal or something on there, in which case you have a warrant and you can execute a search and you can then remove that passenger. But beyond that, you can't stop interstate commerce. The state, I mean, the state doesn't have the right to do that. But but if we're going to give New York that authority to do that, then why doesn't Texas have the right to arrest people who are in the their state illegally? If Adams can block people from coming in, why can't Texas block people from coming in? Texas is trying to block people from coming in from the southern border. New York's trying to stop people from coming in from the George Washington Bridge. So what? So why why is it that the, the city is allowed to stop interstate commerce? But if Abbott does it, then the federal government sues him and says, you are interfering with with a, with America's immigration laws. Well, how come Adams isn't interfering with America's immigration laws by doing that? or Interstate commerce. How come the federal government's not suing him? That's amazing. Uh, 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. Scott's in Doylestown. Hello, Scott. Hey, Rich. Hey, um, it, it's frustrating day after day seeing the invasion coming across the, the border. 
nothing's being done about it. But the reality is um, you hear very little discussion about birthright citizenship. Uh, I really do believe this is the long game. Um, let's just pick a number. 10 million people have come over in the past three years. Um, they have a child. That person's a citizen. They're, they're a citizen. And now it's an anchor baby. And you can't send anyone back because the child's now a citizen. And I really do think this has been well thought out. And it's, it's in 20 years, we won't know this. Scott, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, the 14th Amendment was never meant to convey uh, birthright citizenship to people who are not in the United States legally. And the way I know that is because it did not include the children of ambassadors and diplomats and others. You had to be um, uh, in the country of legal status for your children to be counted as citizens. That's what the 14th Amendment's original intent was. All right, more on this. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Oh, that's glorious. That's glorious. You gotta do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm crying. That's great. <laughs> oh, well done, Henry. Well done. Uh, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you want to weigh in. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams it says, Some migrants participated in a robbery pattern. He had a press conference that admitted that some of the illegal migrants who have shown up in the city recently are engaging in a robbery pattern. Quote, do I believe that there are some migrants who are committing crimes in the city? Yes, yes. They quickly added that migrants are not the only ones responsible for the city's criminal activities, such as the increase in grand larceny auto. They, there are people who are committing crimes in all walks of life. It's not just migrants and asylum seekers. I think that we have a number of migrants who have committed crimes. We have a number of non-migrants who are committing crimes. And so I do not want to walk away with anyone saying that the GLA, grand larceny auto increase, we saw in the city was just migrants. No, it's not. It was long-term New Yorkers who committed GLAs also. But there are some crimes that migrants have committed. Yes, there are. The reporter pressed Adams on what data he was using to make the claim that migrants had committed crimes. He said the following, quote, there was a robbery pattern, for instance. We identified that this was a robbery pattern, and there were some migrants that participated in that robbery pattern. So there you go. Shocking to imagine that, because, I mean, I, I heard Nikki Haley. I thought they were all just wonderful people. Can we, in fact, can we play Nikki Haley again, Matt DeSantis, if we could, please? I thought, I thought these were all just wonderful people who, who just lo- had families and loved their children. 
Uh, I'm surprised that they would be committing crimes. This is so shocking to me, actually. Take a listen. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They, so we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. You got that, Eric Adams? Huh? You got that, Mayor Adams? I don't want to hear you say these people were part of robbery or grand larceny or anything else. These are these are family. These are families. Damn it, good people with families. Uh, let's go to uh, let's see here. Uh, while Bill is in West Grove, what's up, Wild Bill? Hey, Rich. Happy New Year. As usual, uh, Eric Adams is not on his game like you and your staff are. Um, and for the former caller. Uh, Biden has committed so much trafficking, he makes Epstein look like a uh, Cub Scout for crying out loud. And uh, on the Planned Parenthood commercials, they are an oxymoron, man. I don't see them offering any adoption services anywhere. And if they're taking tax dollars, they should be forced to have to do that. Listen, I am a pregnant woman fleeing Texas for my own safety. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Thank you, Wild Bill. I appreciate Rich, that. Rich, go ahead. Rich, before you go, I just want to say every time I see you on TV, man, I got to say, you got this sunny Corleone hair going in. It looks great, man. <laughs> Thank you. That is a true compliment, my friend. Uh, you uh, have a great weekend. Happy New Year. I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's um, luckily I don't have Sonny's temper all the time. And unlike Sonny Corleone, I have Easy Pass. Because you know, if Sonny Corleone. <laughs> Thank you for getting that, guys. I appreciate that. What a reference. <laughs> Sonny Corleone at Easy Pass, he'd be alive today, damn it. Uh, Dan, you're in Collegeville. You get the last word on this. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? Uh, a friend of mine, she's for open borders, and she called me today, said that she saw on World News tonight, they were saying that Biden has the lowest migrant invasion, uh, you know, ever. And uh, I'm like, no, that's a lie. So you see, the news media is spinning this and making him look like, you know, and, and she's like, well... That's what they said. I'm like, no, it's it's false. I mean, it, yeah, no. Look, I mean, the, the national corporate media, Dan, is doing their thing. And these, you, you, but luckily, there are some local reporters out there uh, covering for stations, and they're actually bringing the story out. And that's the only reason why we're we're learning about a lot of this stuff. You know? Yeah, I agree. But it just upset me. Like here, she's just like a lot of other people watching this national news, and she's like, see. Uh, Fox News lied or whatever, and it, it sucks. But anyway, have a happy new year. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Keep your chin up, buddy. Don't worry. You have easy pass, too. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. we got 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight ahead for you. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.